you sing with us and celebrate our Lord and Jesus' Savior.
It's not me. It was not me at the time. It usually is. Hey, uh, my name is Matt Hula. I'm the lead pastor here at MCC. I'm so glad to have each one of you here today. Why don't you all have a seat? 
for just a moment. We're going to give you a little breather. And uh, my, my name again is Matt. My wife, Andrea, is to my left, this beautiful woman right here. So, Andrea, go ahead and say hi to people. Hi, everyone. How are you? We're so glad you're here. This is our Christmas Eve candlelight service. It's our, my family's right down here in front. This is our personal favorite Christmas tradition to do this year. So we're so glad that you're here. If you're a first time visitor, please, please come back. We would love to see you again. We're glad you're here today too. We'd like to see you again next year in our normal clothes, right? That's right, normal yes. clothes, yeah. Yeah, we've had a lot of compliments tonight, and so a little bit concerned that maybe we normally looked a little bit ridiculous or something. I'm not sure what it is, but the bar is definitely higher this evening for Christmas Eve. Hey, a couple of quick announcements for you before we go on with the service. Number one, the box that I'm holding right now, this is our physical version of a Christmas in a box. Tomorrow morning, we're not going to be meeting here at MCC for Christmas Day. We're going to be online only. So you can see us at either Facebook, YouTube, or at mccag.online. So when you go out tonight, every family needs to grab one box, not two, just one, so we can all get one. Don't open it tonight, open it tomorrow. Our service will be posted around 6 a.m. and so you guys can begin to watch whenever you want to. It'll be on those three platforms, Facebook, YouTube, or mccag.online. And so go tomorrow to one of those three places and watch the service, follow along with your box. It'll be a great thing for your whole family. And so make sure you check us out tomorrow. Second thing, New Year's Day is next Sunday morning. We're gonna have one service at 11 a.m., not two services, one only at 11 a.m. And so look forward to seeing you there. Hey, if you're wanting to give before the end of the year, we don't usually take an offering on Christmas Eve, but it's our last time together. And so if you want to give before the year's end, um, you can do so in the three ways we normally give, which is going to be at mccag.org, or you can give using the app in front of you, on the app or the little QR code in front of you, or you can give kind of traditionally, fill out a check, put it in the envelope, and put it in the giving stations out on both ends of our foyer. We appreciate, as always, your generosity. You guys are so generous, and so we appreciate that. All right. Wow, he said that really fast. <laughs> Did y'all understand that? <laughs> no. Okay, so who's ready to have some fun right now? Anyone? Yeah? All right. Well, let's welcome Dwayne. He's going to host us in a Christmas game. All right. Merry Christmas, everyone. You sound pretty good. You sound pretty good. We're going we're gonna to get ready to play a game. I was just thinking about, I'm just trying to think of some good dad jokes um, just a minute ago, just before we start the game. And I was, it just dawned on me, what is it that Santa's helpers learn uh, in school? The alphabet, yes, very good, the alphabet, yes. All right, you're ready for this game then, I think. I wanna invite a couple that has been selected. Will you welcome TJ and Cherie, CJ, listen to me, and Cherie Evans. You may recognize Cherie, she oversees our nursery. It's awesome to have her here. It is great to have you here. You guys may have a seat, please, thank you. And um, I'm not sure where our assistant went. Here he is. All right. Now, this game is called The Whisper Game. And on The Whisper Game, here is how it is played. These guys are playing against each other. So women, I want you to cheer for who? Yeah, you think? All right, all right. So we'll have the women against the men. That's how we'll be, be working it out here, okay? And here's what's going to happen. One of them is going to be wearing headphones and listening to very loud 
believe it or not, Christian heavy metal. So um, those are like skillet. It's going to be like just cranking in their head right now. And they can't hear what's going on. And the other one is going to say to them a very normal, uh, expected Christmas phrase that everyone will know. And so the, it is the job of whoever's wearing the headphones, and one of you, you can decide whoever wants to wear the headphones first. Go ahead and pick it up, whoever's going to do it. And um, whoever's wearing the headphones has to read the lips of the other one and guess what's being said. All right? And now the way this works, we're going to have about 30 seconds. They have a chance to get it, and then we'll switch it the other direction, and we'll see how it goes. So don't let him see what's on these cards. And so um, are, you, are you ready? Can you hear me? I can't hear you. you you're I sure you can't you. you sure you can't I'm hear positive. me? All right. He can't hear me. Are you ready, Sheree? I'm ready. All right. I'm ready. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, okay. you're great. Yeah, we All have right. no trouble hearing you. All right. You got okay. 30 seconds on your mark. Get set. Go. Peppermint mocha. Peppermint mocha. Yes. Whoa. Wow. Keep going. All right. That's it. That's oh. good. She just got a point. All right, switch. All right. Oh, switch it. Switch it up. Switch it he's up. Like, Man, that's like, first ooh. guess. I've never seen that. That's amazing. Oh, golly, Ned. <laughs> that's amazing. Can you hear me? No, that's good. All right. I love oh. it. We're going to pray for them after that because listening to this music, it's going to like mess this with them. This is Christian? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. Believe it or not. Are you ready? Yep. All right. All right. Ready? Go. All I want for Christmas is you. All he wants for Christmas is me. Whoa! Wow! All right, switch it up. Man, you guys are killing it. I didn't <laughs> realize how so bad loud. the couple was in the first service, man. They must have did it really poorly. <laughs> okay. okay, are you guys ready? Change cards. Ready. Go. Ooh. Folks dressed up like Eskimos. <laughs> what do you get? The Force Awakens. <laughs> Folks dressed up like Eskimos. One more time. <laughs> okay. Folks dressed up like Frosty the Snowman lit up. <laughs> ten seconds. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. <laughs> Folks dressed up like Eskimos. Dressed up like Eskimos? Oh! <laughs> All right, we'll give it to him. We'll be nice. That was pretty close. All right, swatch over. Yep. All right, it's two to one. You guys are, you're, you're, you're killing it. You're doing great. All right. Oh. All right. Okay. Ready? Go. Buddy the Elf. <laughs> Buddy the Elf. Buddy the Elf. <laughs> we love Buddy the Elf. All right, let's do it again. Oh. It's tied up two to two, right? Okay. This could be the tiebreaker. Now listen, did you guys practice this? No. Okay. Yes, 20 sir. years of marriage. 20, okay. okay. 20 years of marriage. Are you ready? All right. Go. And to all a good night. Say something. And to all a good night. And to all a good night. Yes. Wow. Oh, yes. <laughs> all right. You got to get this for the tie. Okay. Nope. Wait. Did I just yeah. do one? Yeah. You just got it, right? Yeah, yeah. So oh, we switch? I keep going. I no, 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 switch. switch. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I saw that. that. So I'm going to do a new one. Go the next one. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Don't let her cheat. <laughs> You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. I'm a bigger witch? <laughs> no. 
No. Surely not. No. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You're being a big Grinch? Almost. Okay, open your lips a little You're more. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Time's up! Time's time. up! Sorry! <laughs> now, did I keep the score right? Do we have a winner? Yes! We have a winner, TJ! Sorry, let her know. What was it? Did you it's tell her close. the answer? You now, are close. You're that? a mean one, Mr. Grinch. He did not call you a witch. Oh, we promise. He did not call that you a witch. Hey, give the Evanses a hand. They did a great job. TJ, thank you. Thank you. And Merry Christmas. Great job. So, aren't you glad you didn't get picked to do this? Um, and uh, we are offering marriage counseling for the couples who participate in this, just so you know, just in case uh, they have some issues with it. We are so glad to have you here tonight, worshiping the Lord with us and enjoying Christmas Eve. We're gonna go right back into worship for just a few more moments before uh, a brief message tonight. So will you stand and let's enter back in and engage in worship tonight. God bless you and Merry Christmas to you.
Well, praise God. Why don't you guys be seated? We've been in a series the last few weeks at MCC called Christmas in a Box. We've been talking about some things that all of us need to kind of unwrap in our lives and uh, things that we need in the Christmas season, but also throughout the year, one of which was peace. And then we had freedom. And this last Sunday, we talked about God's unfailing love that each one of us need to experience the love of God in our lives personally. Tonight, we're going to be kind of in part four of that series. And so we're going to get to the box in just a few moments. But I thought before we get to the box, we haven't really taken time this season yet to read through the nativity story and kind of talk about some of the highlights that we see in Matthew and in Luke, typically in chapters one and two of each of those books. And so tonight, I thought we'd go ahead and start off the message portion by reading some of the scriptures. Are you guys ready? Are you ready? Yeah? Y'all excited? Are you guys excited? It's a great story. It's really good. And so, uh, you know, in case you don't know about it, it's going to have some really great things, some cliffhangers, some great moments. All right, here we go. So Luke chapter 1, starts where we're going to start. You ready? Here we go. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin named Mary betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. Gabriel said, greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive and bear a son and call him Jesus. Luke 2. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus to all the world that they should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David, he was to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. The star the wise men had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. And they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever will believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this story that is the greatest story 
ever told. And much more than a story, God, it is about a Savior who came to earth, who came for sinful humanity. And so, God, right now in this moment, we just kind of want to quiet our hearts and quiet our minds and say, God, would you speak to us? You who are the eternal God, you who came from heaven for us, would you speak to our hearts tonight? God, that whatever you want to say to us, we just ask, Lord, come and speak to us. Lord, we thank you that as you came that, in that, that manger baby 2,000 years ago, you also come to us today. And God, you have things to say and things to do in our lives. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Hey, I do want to thank you for coming tonight. We know that on Christmas Eve, you guys could choose to be anywhere else besides here, right? Uh, maybe some of you guys would say, no, I had to come here with my, with my parents or my grandparents or whatever. But we're glad to have you here. We know, you, we know many of you have things you want to do after this service. Maybe you're going to have dinner together. Maybe you're wrapping some gifts tonight. And so you might have all that stress and all that stuff in your minds. But I'm just going to ask you, let's kind of focus our hearts. Let's focus our minds and see what God might want to say to us this evening. Now, how many of you guys, Christmas Eve tr- service is kind of a tradition in your home? All right, quite a few of us, definitely is in the whole house. Uh, Christmas time is kind of just filled with tons of traditions. Let me give you a few examples and see where you guys stand on these things. How many of you guys make cookies every Christmas? All right, quite a few hands, that's good. How many of you guys wear matching pajamas on Christmas? All right, quite a few. Uh, How many of you, old school, how many of you guys go caroling during this season? Anybody here goes caroling? Like right here, we got a couple. Not, not many of us do that anymore. Okay, how many of you guys have a specific type of Christmas dinner that you always have every year? Christmas dinner is always the same. It's tradition. You have whatever you have. Turkey, ham, steak, whatever it is. Okay, how many of you guys also part of dinner is you always wrap up the day on Christmas Day with a good family fight after dinner? All right, quite a few hands in that one as well. That's great. You know, part of the whole family tradition every year is we do ornaments for each person in the family. And we kind of do kind of typically a unique ornament based on what happened in that person's life that year. Kind of a highlight, something that stands out. It's kind of notable. And so I thought today in the box, I thought I would bring you a few examples of whole family ornaments. Are you guys ready? All right. This one right here. Madison, this is for you. So Madison got this when she was probably three or four years old, and uh, it says on here, it's got three people, it says mommy, daddy, and Madison, okay? And underneath it, it says, but I love your bed, and that's because she would come into our bed just about every night, and we would say, Madison, you go back to your bed, and she would say, but I love your bed. And so um, that hasn't happened in months, and so um, <laughs> just kidding. Last week, I talked about the day I proposed to my wife, and uh, this was the ornament I got that year. It's a couple cows. I'm not sure why that's their cows, but that's what they are. Um, and this is a, a person kneeling down and uh, proposing. And so that was my ornament back then in 1998, that year. All right. We got Music Man. This is a play that Matt Ellison was in a few years ago, which was great. Um, this is a hot dog. Daniel's first word was hot dog, really. And so that was his first ornament when he was a, a little baby. Um, Judah, this is his first year at Liberty University. It's a little school one. Got Liberty University on there. Um, okay, this one right here, a special one to me. This is kind of a unique one. Uh, this was given to me by the Deweese family. Deweese's, where are you guys at? There they are, right there. Okay. 
So a couple years ago, I told a story about running out of gas in the McDonald's uh, drive-thru, okay? And so that year, the Oasis so graciously got me a gas can um, as an ornament that year. And so that one's kind of unique, but I will show it. All right, one more. Let's do one more. Okay, this is a, uh, uh, an ambulance with a little kind of doctor's coat underneath it. Uh, this one is from a, uh, a moment that we had a few years ago. I was fishing. We were on vacation, and I was out in the middle of a river, and I brought a bass in, and in the process, the hook was on the bass and also got stuck in my finger. So it was still on the bass and in my finger. And so I could not pull it out because if you've ever had a hook in your hand, it is like almost impossible to get out of your hand. And so I'm trying to yank it out. Couldn't do it. So I yelled to my wife. I said, Andrea, can you get some pliers from the house and bring them back down to me? Because I'm still with the fish flopping around every flop. It gets deeper into my finger. So, so she goes up and gets the, the pliers and brings them down at the speed of molasses. And so... Um, <laughs> There was no sense of urgency at all. And so um, she told me later on, she said, what if I had broken an ankle? It would have been even worse at that point. And so that was true. Um, but we called that, for Andrew, we call it emergency speed because um, it was the unique speed that she went when things were very urgent. And so um, this was from that one, emergency speed is the ambulance. And so um, there you go. Is that okay? Thanks, babe. I love you. You're so awesome. So I love the, uh, the kind of notable, you know, highlight kinds of um, ornaments, but I probably like even better the ambulances, the gas cans, the kind of like funny, messy moments that happen in life. And, and this is part of the reason why. Messy moments, in my mind, are more Christmassy than the pretty ones. It's just more Christmassy when it's kind of a little bit messy. And maybe some of you guys today have had to deal with some messes in your family and you've been rushing to get to Christmas Eve service and maybe it was kind of crazy and, uh, you know, things didn't work out like they should have. But when it comes to Christmas, though, the Christmas story is not a story that is like about a pretty, like, occasion. It's, it is a, it's, a, it's a wonderful, glorious occasion, but it really revolves around the mess that we were in, Right? Jesus didn't come because things were beautiful. He didn't come because of all, all of our successes. He, he didn't come because we were righteous and had it all figured out. Jesus came because things were ugly. He came because of our failures. And he came because of our sin. He didn't come because the world was working. He came because the world was broken. Right? Right? So you might even say it this way. You might say that at the center of the, the message of Christmas is the mess of humanity. At the center of the message is the mess. In Galatians 4, 4 and 5, it says this. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. The message of Christ is coming to free a people who have been enslaved to sin. The mess is in the middle of the message of Christ, right at the center of it. We needed a Messiah. We needed someone who would come and save us from what the mess that we had gotten ourselves in. In fact, the angels told the shepherds, they said, hey, unto you is born this day in Bethlehem a Savior. He is the Messiah. He's the one promised centuries before that will come and rescue humanity from our sins. 
And the shepherds, I love the shepherd, the shepherd's kind of character in the narrative of Christmas because the shepherds are, they're kind of a messy group, right? It's not this hallmark version where everything is beautiful and wonderful and it smells great. The reality is the shepherds were smelly. They were guys who slept out on the ground, outdoors, you know, kind of throughout the season. They were, they were poor. They didn't make a lot of money. They were unwanted in Jewish ceremonial law. They were unclean, unfit for the temple. They were the guys that no one wanted to be around. And they were, I would say, the most unlikely to receive first the message about the Messiah coming. Now, if you ask them, hey, do you guys believe a Messiah is coming? They would have probably said, yeah, we believe the Messiah will come. And then if you said, well, who do you think will will hear about it first? Who's going to hear the news about the coming of the Messiah? They would have pointed to Jerusalem, right? To the, the Pharisees and Sadducees and the priesthood, those guys that were righteous and godly. Those would have been the guys that would hear first. Or they would have pointed to Caesarea or maybe Rome and said it's going to be the guys that are, have all the power and all the, all the wealth. It'll be those guys, the movers and the shakers that will hear first about Christ. But the angel first comes to poor, lowly, outcast shepherds. Why? I think it's because God wanted people to know that I'm not coming for what is pretty. I'm not coming for what people esteem as great and wonderful. I'm coming for a humanity that is broken, that is messed up, that is sick with sin, that is undeserving, and that is unlikely to receive the life that I'm going to offer them. So let me ask you a question tonight. Is your life right now a little bit messy? Let me give you a few examples of maybe parts of your life. Maybe, maybe you have some family mess right now. It might be your marriage. Maybe your marriage right now is coming into the Christmas holiday, and man, you're like, there's a lot of stress, a lot of tension in your home, a lot of fighting, and maybe some big concerns about the future. And will you make it? Will you be able to survive going forward? Maybe your mess is financial mess. Maybe your finances right now, we're, you know, again, we're in the holiday season. You're buying gifts you can't afford. You're going to deeper debt than you're already in. Bills are coming next month. Maybe you've already missed one or two payments, and you're concerned about your finances in the future, and you're wondering, how am I going to get through the mess of my finances? Maybe, maybe it's friendship kind of mess, a you know, relationship mess. Maybe some people that used to always be there for you at this time in your life, they're just kind of gone. Maybe you feel rejected. Maybe you feel lonely. Maybe you feel like you're doing Christmas by yourself this year and, and you're having the heartache of that. I thought before we kind of wrap this up that I could just take a moment and pray for you. Because uh, I know that a lot of you are walking through some pretty significant messes in life right now. Maybe you're here tonight with your spouse and uh, if things are good, great. If things are hard, I want to pray for you. So I'm going to ask you, if you're maybe here with uh, a spouse, maybe you can grab their hand right now. Maybe you're here with your mom or your dad, and um, just as a moment of kind of solidarity, can we, maybe you can just grab their hand or put a hand over on their shoulder, but can we just take a moment, we're just going to pray, and I want to ask God to step into the messes that are in this room, and uh, maybe all of us have some, some kind of a mess, right? So I'm just going to pray for you, and then I'm going to close out with just a couple more thoughts. Father, I pray right now for those who are in this room, God, you know every heartache, You know, those who came in tonight with heavy hearts, 
that are maybe concerned about a kid or maybe concerned about their marriage or about finances or friends or maybe they're feeling lonely or broken in this season, maybe like never before. It could be people that are walking through a season of depression or anxiety. I don't know what the room looks like, God, in the hearts of people, but I know that you do. And so I pray, Father, would you pour out your unfailing love on every heart and every life? I pray for those who are broken, maybe for those who are struggling through an addiction of some sort right now. God, I pray that you would break the power of that addiction. God, I pray those who feel hopeless and helpless. God, I thank you that you are our hope and you are our help. And so I pray, God, that you would come and help and comfort and bring hope. I pray that your love, Lord, would be poured out in this moment right here. We thank you that you are, as we sang earlier, you are the wonderful counselor. You are the prince of peace. You are the everlasting father. God, we thank you that everything we need, Lord, is really wrapped up in this small baby that was born in Bethlehem and laid in a manger who would live a sinless, perfect life and then go to a sinner's cross in our place. Jesus, we thank you for coming. We thank you that you came to rescue us, that you came to help us in the middle of our mess. While we were lost in our sins, Lord, you came for us because of your great love. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Can we keep every head bowed and every eye closed just for a moment of privacy? I wanna to talk to one more mess, and it's the mess of faith. Maybe you're here tonight, you don't have a real relationship with God. Maybe you have maybe a simple kind of belief that you believe there's a God, but you've never received what Christ has done for you, that he did live a sinless life, a perfect life, and he did go to a sinner's cross, the one that you deserved. He lived a life that you could not live and went to the cross that you deserved, but then he rose again on the third day and now offers you the gift that you could never earn, the gift of salvation, the gift of redemption, the gift of forgiveness. If you're here tonight and you would say, Pastor Matt, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to get my faith right in my life. I don't want it to be a mess anymore. I want to get the faith part of my life right. I want Jesus to be at the center of my life. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand across this room real quickly. Just raise it up real high. Thank you. Is there anybody else? Thank you. Is there anybody else? Time to get right with God. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Praise God. Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. Well, Father, I pray for those who raise their hand. God, I thank you that your word tells us that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. From all of our mess of sin, you will save our lives, God, and redeem us. I pray that God, those who raise their hands, I pray that today, that God, their life would turn around. I pray that everything would change even those who are watching online right now that are making a decision to follow Christ, I pray this would be the first day of a new start in life. Born again, living for Jesus, bound for heaven. Lord, we thank you so much for what you've done for us. We thank you that in all of our mess, you sent Jesus, that we could be redeemed and saved because of him. We thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Hey, in a moment, we're gonna do something that we kind of do every year. This is a tradition here where we have kind of a family moment, not necessarily blood family, biological, but it's kind of a church family moment. If you came with somebody, I'm gonna invite you in just a moment. To, we're gonna stand up across the room. And maybe if you were here with parents, a spouse, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, 
uncles, aunts, cousins, whatever it may be, I'm just going to ask you to say some affirming words. These are words of love. Maybe you can just say, hey, mom, I love you. Dad, I love you. Maybe you're going to say something like, hey, I'm glad to be here this evening on Christmas Eve with you tonight. Here's the only rule we have. This is really important. Don't do anything weird with someone you don't know. That's it. That's the only rule we have. Why don't y'all stand up? Let's take about 30 seconds. Affirm some people that are close to you. Go ahead and let them know you're glad they're here. Ten more seconds, ten more seconds. Thank you so much for taking a few moments to affirm one another. I'm going to ask you to give me your attention because I have what is undoubtedly the most important responsibility in the room tonight. And that is to make sure we have a candlelight ending to the service and we do not burn each other down. So I need for you to pay attention if you will. If you are here with your small children and they have glow sticks, you can go ahead and ignite those glow sticks right now, parents. Shake the glow stick a little bit and then just break that inner tube and uh, give that glow stick to your child. And that'll be with them for the next six hours. So uh, enjoy that. Now, if I can have your attention, this is how we need to do the candle lighting tonight. I'll give you five seconds. So here's what's gonna happen this afternoon as we do this candle lighting. First, the pastors are gonna come and some of our elders are gonna come and we're gonna light our candle from this central single candle, the Christ candle. And then every other candle is gonna be lit from that same candle symbolizing the fact that it is the light of Christ that unites us. It is the light of Christ that shines through each of us. And it is the light of Christ that radiates to a dark world and draws people to himself. So that's what that represents. But to do this safely, here's the rule you need to remember. When your candle is lit, it remains vertical, never horizontal when your candle is lit. So when it comes time for you to light your candle, someone who has a lit candle will put their candle toward you like this, and your candle can be horizontal, light it, and then it becomes what? Vertical. If we all do that, no one will catch on fire tonight. So um, let's follow those rules and do our best as we enter into this uh, really special time as we conclude our service with candlelight singing. Pastors, elders, will you come? Let's light our candles from the central candle.
Let's sing together. haven't taken a moment to look around, take just a moment and look around at how beautiful the scene is. It's true, everybody looks better by candlelight, don't they? <laughs> and uh, let that be a reminder to you, those of you that are following Christ, we always look better when we radiate the light of Christ. So make that your point. Tomorrow, throughout your day and throughout the next week, let the light of Christ radiate from within. Now, this moment is almost as important as the first moment, and that is how we carefully extinguish these candles. So um, if you'll just put your hand behind the flame to, as a cup. Now listen, you don't have to blow hurricane hard. Just, you know, just give it a little puff and it'll go out. And then hold your candle, keep it vertical for a few moments, okay? Because the wax is still wet. We appreciate you doing that. Thank you so much for making this moment so special. Now, let me give you these instructions before you leave tonight. We want to thank you for coming, of course, and for worshiping with us tonight for Christmas Eve. There are boxes to the right of each door as you exit. If you'll put your used candle in those boxes, that would be greatly appreciated. And then a reminder with Pastor Matt's message, Christmas in a Box, we need one person from each household to pick up one box off of the tables in the back. You just need one box per household. Please be sure and do that. And on behalf of your church family, staff, and pastors, Merry Christmas from MCC. 
We'll see you January 1st, 2023. God bless you.